Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, the 13th of May. And today I've got another woman on the show who is off the bench and onto the battlefield. And she is running for state Senate in Missouri. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so I'm glad that you're here. So many things happening politically right now and around the country. And you guys know I love to highlight people who I think are going to make a positive change for the United States. Listen, our country's on fire. Our country is absolutely on fire. And unless and until we start electing people who are solid in their beliefs, who have a track record of proven conservatism, who can stand on uh, on on really what is a platform of conservatism in every area. We're talking about pro-life. We're talking about the Second Amendment. We've got to find those people. We've got to stop looking at who has an R behind their name or who has a D behind their name and actually do our homework on these individuals. I found out about Rachel Aguirre very, uh, very short time ago from my dear friend, Steve Lambert. You guys know Steve. He's been on the show several times with me. And he was like, you have got to meet this girl. She is amazing. She is awesome. And so I checked out her website and uh, I'm pretty sure he wasn't lying. So I invited Rachel to come on the show with me today. We're going to talk about her run. And as we do that, uh, the reason I'm having political candidates on the show is because I want you guys to see the faces of the people that God has called to the front lines of the battle that we are in for the heart and soul of this nation. And so uh, that's why I've invited Rachel here. I know you guys are going to be blessed and I hope you'll support her run for the Missouri Senate. Rachel, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I got to ask, I always ask this of uh, political candidates whenever they come on the show, what in the world would would motivate you to jump into the the deep, deep water of American politics right now? Well, you know, I have actually grown up in the pro-life movement, been very involved in, um, in the pro-life movement all my life. And part of that was the political aspect of it. But as a mother um, and as a teacher of people with special needs, and actually right now I work with kids in the Jackson County Family Court System through the Lee Summit School District, uh, I just started seeing things that were not making sense to me as a mother. I was seeing... Um, posters that were in classrooms that were pro anti or pro gay, but yet it was, they're very nonverbal intimidating towards the students and other adults in the schools that may not agree with them, but not necessarily were going to be aggressive with it or, or bashing. And so I approached the school district and uh, found out as, as the year went on, there were a lot of parents that were going, what is going on here? So Honestly, one day, about 40 of us moms showed up at the school board meeting and we've taken off. Mama bears. Mama bears. And so we talked and we, we, we threatened and we said all these things and we gave them the evidence and they ignored us. Yep. So several of us made the decision that it's time for us to get off the bench and uh, start fighting for our kids in, in the legislature. And so we have two great moms who are now uh, Jennifer Foley and Heather Eslick, who are now in on the school board. We have Faith Hodges who, and several other people who were on the city council. And I just felt the Lord was leading me uh, through my pastor, Phil, who was just such an inspiration to so many of us at our church. You know, we have to stand up and do what's right. And so I felt that the state legislature was the place for me to run and, and to go after the laws that are going to help support the foundation of our conservative values at the school district in the city. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm excited so, about it. 
So I'm excited for you because uh, this is an answer to prayer. I think in so many ways, we're watching people who I would consider to be ordinary fathers and mothers, uh, the, the return of the citizen statesmen, what, something that we have needed to see for a very long time. Our founding fathers told us, listen, we're giving you a republic if you can keep it. And right now we're at the verge of losing the republic. What are some of the biggest issues that are facing uh, Missourians right now? Well, obviously the school is the biggest issue just going on, but we do have a very strong parental rights bill that is going through. Um, and so it's uh, H- HB 1858. And then we're also trying to get that onto the, hopefully by November, get that on the ballot as an initiative uh, for parents to vote. And it basically just gives parents the right to know exactly what their kids are being taught and the right to actually sue if necessary. Isn't this crazy? We're, we're having a conversation where you're talking about needing legislation so that parents can see what's happening in the schools. Yes. Right? That's because insane. The things that are going on, like I'll show you an example. Howard Zinn, one of our biggest, we have middle school teacher teaching this as history. He's a known communist. And so why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Why are we telling our kids that America is racist, was found on mm-hmm. racist uh, ideologies and everything. And so we just have to, we got to stand up for the truth. And I think that the pandemic has opened the eyes of so many parents. And uh, we were listening in on what our kids were set hearing and being taught. And we, we've said no more. Hmm. I'm, I'm so encouraged. And you're finding out, as I have found out, uh, it's a lonely Lonely road out there. You know, you you thought, you know, the, the Republican primaries are a nasty business. Yes. And so we're watching people who should be politically and ideologically aligned, right? Because we come supposedly from this from a similar background. But the the uh, the Republican primaries are a bit of a bloodbath. And like people that you thought would support you all the time, like, hey, you know, you just call me when it's over. Call me if you get through the primary because they're exactly. so worried that they're going to endorse the wrong person. Or in my case, you know, people worried about uh, the Trump endorsement, which carries a whole lot more weight than it actually should because the, the opinion of one man should never determine the trajectory of an entire nation. But I want to know how it's been for you. Has it been a little bit of a lonely road? Has it been what you've expected? Because there's a lot of people listening to this going, I, I'd like to jump into politics, but I don't know what to expect. Well, again, you know, several of us moms, we we joined together and we made the decision that first we were going to go after the school board and we were going to get our two candidates on the school board after that. And during that time, also the city council. So we knew that we had to attack and and get the people that we needed, the conservatives right there at the local level and then build on that. And so, you know, Heidi, the thing is, is that when God tells you to do something and when you know you're doing what the Lord tells you, you may not win, but you know what? During that whole time, God will give you the grace when you make your mistakes or if you're going down the wrong path. You know, so many, how many times do we hear in the Bible, people who took a road that God told them? I mean, many times I'm like, are you sure God? Are you sure me? But you know (laughs) what? Moses was the same way and look what he did. So Let's remember that we are not running on our own, on our own credit, but we are running on the power of the Lord and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. And we are here that let's remember that the main thing is that we are here to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord and not for anyone else. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I think there's times people want to just, I know I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I need to quit, whatever, but I'm just not there. And the Lord has said, every time I have even had that thought, the Lord says, nope, 
And he gives me that answer that I need, just that one answer. And I'm like, all right, Lord. Uh, so I think, you know, we need to remember we are not here to fear man, but to fear the Lord. And that is my whole motivation. I fear the Lord that I want to make sure one day I stand before my creator and I can say I did everything that I possibly could to protect the children of my area, my own children, my grandchildren, other people's children, and to speak the truth into their lives. Because this is this is not just about politics. This is about yeah. salvation. And I think we need to stop fearing man and stop putting so much emphasis on what they can do and start going, you know what? God has got this. And I'm going to just do what the Lord says. And whatever happens, remember Meshach and them, they, they said, we know that the Lord will save us, but if, yeah. and this is one of those, but ifs, we have to remember that we are in a, but if moment, no matter what God is already ahead of us. And he's already at that end times or where we need to be. So let's just, 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 give the, the glory to him and worship him during this warfare. And uh, just know that what we're doing is in honor of his name and his name alone. I love that. And and uh, it reminds me, you're talking about the fear of man. The Bible says that the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. And there's so much of that going around right now, just the intimidation and, and uh, people uh, trying to uh, bully other candidates. I've seen this out on the, out on the road. Certainly I see it happening in Washington state. I'm sure you're, you're seeing it there, but I want to talk about something pretty incredible that we're watching happen right now for the pro-life movement. And that is what seems to be very, very quickly coming up the reversal of Roe v. Wade, which, uh, has been a scourge on this nation now since 1972. Uh, how how are how is that being received on the ground there in uh, Missouri? Well, I was at a We the People meeting in Jackson County uh, last night, and we were excited. We're static, you know. I know for myself personally, my dad was the president of the Missouri Right to Life Western Region when I was growing up. Uh, it started off going to a local Right to Life uh, march, and uh, just our whole life became that because. You know, I grew up in a family where you stand, even if you stand alone on the Mm pro-life movement and you put your money where your mouth is. So we didn't just go out on 47th and Truce to the Planned Parenthood and Picket. We were there helping young girls who needed a place to stay. We counseled. We were involved in Operation Rescue with uh, Jay Sekulow at that time. So we we put our money where our mouth is. And I think that people here, Missouri is a very pro-life state. Fact, we've got one of the strongest pro-life laws, which uh, viability at eight weeks old. Mm. So we're excited. And, um, you know, again, we're in a spiritual battle for the lives of our unborn children. But when we can be able to show that the value of the most innocent is valuable to God, we can then that that then goes along and we were able to show the value and appreciate the value of all life, no matter what age or who they are or or, you know, from, from unborn to natural death. So it looks mm-hmm. like we have a pretty good, uh, Missouri has been a pretty good pro-life uh, state. And I think we're going to continue being that way. And I know yeah. that being, in, if I'm going into the state Senate, I'm going to do everything to, uh, to fight for the lives of the unborn uh, and make sure that we don't have what we have right now in our federal administration where they undo everything. So, and when it comes to the, the right of the unborn, it's a no compromise for me. We do not, uh, the life is, is, going to be protected at all costs. Mm, It's so important. It's never been more important than it is right now. I'm so enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
So we were talking before the break a little bit about Roe v. Wade and this incredible, astonishing, what appears to be a reversal of a devastating decision that has been a blight on our country now since 1972. But my question, as I'm looking at this from as the perspective of a mother, you know, I live in Washington state. Uh, abortion was legal here long before Roe v. Wade ever uh, ever was uh, enacted by law by the Supreme Court. So it still will be the case here. And and I and I guess uh, my question for you is looking, you, you know, Missouri seems to be much more pro-life than Washington state, but the fight's not over, right? Just because the uh, SCOTUS finally does the right thing and they say, oh, whoa, whoa, this was a state's rights issue. This should have never been uh, legislated from the bench. This never should have gone to the Supreme Court, who really did basically just write a law then, which isn't their job at all. What do you say to people in Missouri who are uh, hesitating to get involved in political affairs or particularly to Christians? And you're looking at all these issues, they're moral at their root. The right to life is absolutely 100% a moral issue. And I would argue that 90% of the issues we're dealing with in the nation right now are moral at their root. So it's, it stands to reason that if we have amoral people uh, leading us, we're going to suffer the consequences. Well, exactly. What do they say? The saying is that for for evil to prevail, good men do nothing. And that's, you know, right now, Christians, it is time for you to get off your pews and to get out there and start speaking the truth. We need to live. We need to live Christ-like. But, you know, there is such thing as a righteous anger, and we need to become a people of a righteous anger. We need to start stepping up and standing up for the innocent. That's our children. I mean, our children are being taught that there is no God. We are being, they're being taught in our schools uh, that God does not exist, that there are multiple other gods and you can't be able to bring your Bible. You can't pray. You can't have conservative views, but yet we're going to push this whole pronoun agenda on you. And when most kids don't even know what a pronoun is, to be honest, you know, I work with a lot of kids, they don't even know what a pronoun is. And so for me, we have got to stand up because again, it is our duty. We cannot be complacent anymore. We cannot complain about things that are going on if we do not do anything. And so that's one of my whole uh, my whole motivation of getting in. I have to do something. When we know the truth and we ignore it, we are sinning against the Lord. And so when we know the truth, we have to do something. And that is that is the reason why I'm standing up and I'm making this decision to run for office. Like uh, all those other moms in uh, the 8th District of Missouri, Lee Summit area and Blue Springs. So when it comes to the abortion issue, again, we have got to stop thinking about what works for us. We've got to say, what does the Lord say? And the Lord says that he formed us before we even knew them. And so I have children. I understand the the struggles for these young girls who are finding themselves in um, in the situation. But the reality is, is that's what sin brings. So the mm-hmm. sin of mothers and the sin of fathers are bringing death upon their children. And that is not, we are not to be doing that. And so we need to become a, a, a country, a state, a district, a city of repentance. And we've got to, mm-hmm. we've got to do it. Otherwise we have to understand that the Lord says, if you honor me, I will bless you. And if you dishonor mm-hmm. me, I will curse you. And we've got to get back onto honoring the Lord, no matter what. Yeah. 
No, it's so true. What do you say to the parents who are looking to, or even doesn't even have to be a parent, just someone who's listening to this. There's a lot of young people that listen to this show. It's going to be downloaded over and over and over again. And they're thinking, man, I just don't know. Where did you start? So when you thought, I mean, you just wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'll, I think I'll uh, run for the eighth district and, and see if I can't get on the Missouri State Senate. Where did you start after you'd made that decision? Well, I talked to my husband, uh, you know, the first thing I, I had to talk to him about was we discussed our marriage. Um, I was a single mom yep. for, for about seven and a half years. So I talked to my husband about uh, making sure that the first foundation, which is the foundation that's the backbone of uh, our society is, is our marriages. And so we had, we have a plan to make sure that at any time, you know, we, that if he ever felt at any time that our marriage was at risk, that I would stop. But you have to have those honest conversations uh, with your your husband, your spouses, and your kids. And so he said, we're going to jump in both feet in the deep end. And I've got an amazing husband. He's fully supportive. And, you know, when you have that, it's it's not just about me running. It's about my husband and I taking a stand for our children, yep. even though our youngest is 18 years old, is graduated. Um, we have a granddaughter. We're going to have more grandchildren. And it's not even as, a, as, as an educator, I just don't look at my children. I look at the children I work with. You know, I work with kids in the adjudicated program, kids who have lived in and they have lives that are just full of lies. And to speak truth into them, it's so imperative that we speak truth into these kids and their lives. And so they were just as much of a motivation because I want to be part of the solution for these kids who are finding themselves in jail, kids who are addicted to drugs, who are having mental health issues. We've got to stop looking at just our own children, our own little lives. We've got to give up the, the, the securities of our own lives. And we've got to start, just like the Bible says, you know, we're supposed to go after and take care of the, the widowed and the orphan. That's our job. And we need to stop living for ourselves and start living for the Lord in everything that we do. And that means getting up and doing the hard thing, uh, door knocking several hours a day, and meeting people that we may be intimidated by, standing up against people who are not standing up for the truth, including those Republicans that are not that call themselves conservatives but are not standing up for what is right. Uh, that's one of the issues that I have right here in this district, and that's one reason why I'm running for this specific seat. Um, so, uh, you mentioned duty, and I, I I'm hearing more and more people talk about this. You know, uh, Rick Green's a friend of mine. He was just here a couple of days ago. He spoke at at an area church, and I was so thrilled to see uh, pastors opening their doors and allowing these people to come in and talk about the importance of Christians engaging the political sphere because it is so important. We have a duty. When when you mention that word, uh, do you, are you seeing what I'm seeing, which is kind of a resurgence of uh, us looking at our country and saying, hey, if we love having freedom, we have a duty to protect it. Exactly. And, you know, I go to a church, Abundant Life here in Lee Summit with Pastor Phil Hopper, and you couldn't ask for a, a, a more dutiful type pastor. I mean, he speaks about our job as, as, as Christians. Our duty as Christians is to get involved in the government. And that means running for office. And that means voting, getting out there to vote, stop being so complacent. And he, he connects it so well with what the scripture tells us because our whole constitution was founded upon biblical truths. So we've got to make that decision that our constitution, if we want to defend our constitution, we must first defend the Bible. And that is why mm. uh, I think pastors are, are standing up. We've got some amazing other pastors here in Blue Springs, Tom Manns, who was with, uh, he, he preached a little bit last night at our We the People. And he's, you know, these are 
gentlemen who are, um, who have done their duty. They've either worked, they've either fought in the military, they've done their duty in the military or as police officers, and they understand what it means to protect. So they've got that protective spirit over their congregations and over the people in their city. And, uh, and I think that's just an amazing quality that the Lord has given them. Hmm. It's so true. And I, I, I've been, you know, at the show for a long time, just quoting the, the founding fathers. And I love this. Thomas Jefferson said, how little do my countrymen know what precious blessings they are in possession of and which no other people on earth enjoy. Of course, talking about uh, the blessing of liberty that we have and liberty is like a muscle, you know, and if we don't exercise it, we're going to lose. And that's certainly what you have seen uh, happen across the country in uh, the wake of COVID-19, shutting down our entire country for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. Uh, this is a this is an incredible time to be alive, and I think we're going to live to see miracles. I actually think this reversal of Roe versus Wade, which is an answer to prayer for many many of us our entire lives, is God saying, "I'm listening to your prayers. If my people who are called by my name yeah. will humble themselves and pray, and that's a large part of what you're doing, Rachel. I want people to support you financially. I know it takes an awful lot of money <laughs> to run uh, for uh, for any kind of political office. How can people find you online? Uh, my website is Rachel for, for M-O. It's R-A-C-H-L-F-O-R-M-O.com. It's Rachel without the E. Part of being running for office is being right there and being able to hear and talk to other, you know, your constituents. So, um, and I will be more than happy to speak with you and to hear what you, your solutions, because you know, our constituents have a lot of the solutions uh, I'm not going, I'm not asking to be elected to go to Jefferson city so that I can be, uh, have it. Yeah. So that you can be all the answers, right, the answers right. but I do know that they're the, the answer can be answers can be found within our own constituents in our district. And we yes, just have to take the time to right. stop and listen. So it's Rachel for mo.com. Well, Rachel, you are a refreshing voice for freedom. Uh, Missouri is going to be very, very fortunate to have you represent them. You know, I have a tremendous fondness for your area and for at least Summit and Abundant Life Church in particular. So I wish you the best. Come back on your your primary is coming up like mine on August 2nd, correct? Yes, August 2nd. Wow. So you got about 90 days to to uh, to victory there. We're going to be praying for you. Thank you. And uh, I hope you get a whole lot of support. Keep me posted on how it's going. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thanks. You're very welcome. For more information on my guest today, please go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. I hope that you will support Rachel's run for uh, the Missouri State Senate. You guys, I cannot stress it enough. Money is the lifeblood of these political campaigns. She needs your support. We're going to have to do what the founding fathers said. We give of our time, our treasure, and our sacred honor. Your time, meaning your doorbelling, your knocking on doors, you're folding envelopes. And in my case, you know, maybe you're at the office folding t-shirts for me. I don't know what it is that you're doing, but your treasure, obviously giving and your sacred honor, I mean, you put your name on the line, you get out there and you say, we found someone who's worth voting for and then support Rachel, put a sign in your front yard, do whatever you can to help her. Now is the time we need voices like hers to stand for freedom. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. <laughs>